0: Welcome back to Opinionated Science, the podcast that's brought to you by Technology Networks. My name is Lucy Lawrence. I'm the digital content producer here at Technology Networks. And this episode is actually part of our wider mini podcast series, which is focused on pursuing change in STEM. I'm just so excited to be part of it because it's just a little bit different from our usual podcasts. This is part three of a four part series where we are bringing to you this whole series in collaboration with SciEx and their Extraordinary Grace campaign. Now if you haven't heard of this before it's a campaign which basically tells the story of an ordinary girl who has the potential to be extraordinary. The interesting twist though is that Grace is actually an entirely virtual scientist created by SciEx. To give you a little bit more background Grace basically asked more than 1300 members of the scientific community to mentor her. She was looking for support and guidance inside and outside of science too. As a result of this, though, new opinions and long suppressed challenges were uncovered as scientists from all over the globe opened up to her with their raw and honest experiences. And from these findings, something called the change hypothesis was developed, which encouraged the pursuit of diverse perspectives in STEM and helped to enable change and promote scientific progress. Grace recently presented an incredible keynote talk that explores her findings and we've left it below for you to watch. And I recommend that you do because this really forms the foundation of the discussion I'm about to have today. In this episode, I am so excited to be joined by Voices of Change, Arpana Vania, and Mariam Ghadazi. We are about to explore why mentorship is needed as a catalyst to attract and retain underrepresented communities to STEM and the vital role that mentors, educators, role models and sponsors can all have in shaping the mindset of those considering entering a STEM field. Before we head into the podcast, as I've already mentioned, I would highly recommend listening to Grace's keynote talk via the link that I've left in the description as this forms the foundation of my discussion with Arpana and Mariam. But without further ado, we are now about to head on into the interview with Arpana and Mariam. Before this podcast, I had a quite simple definition of what a mentor is, and I sort of had it in my mind's eye that it was a defined person within your workspace who helps to guide you with their insights. However, from listening to Grace's talk, I've discovered the true power of mentorship and the different types of mentoring that are available from peer-to-peer mentoring, employer mentoring, and it even got me thinking as to how mentoring relationships change throughout your life, your career, and throughout your entire STEM journey. And today I am joined by Apana and Mariam to discuss the power of mentoring and how it truly shapes their journeys throughout STEM. So hello, how are you both?
1: Hello, doing good.
2: Hi, thank you.
0: No problem at all. Um, I've been so excited to speak with you both. So firstly, thank you. Um, and First and foremost, you know, for taking the time to speak with us here on Opinionated Science. I guess for the benefit of the listeners, it would be fantastic if you could both introduce yourself just so the audio listeners can hear your voices and know who is who.
1: Great. Uh, My name is Dr. Arpana Venia. I'm an academic coordinator at UC Davis West Coast Metabolomics Centre. Very excited to be here. I love to chat about mentorship and being a mentor, so looking forward
2: to it. And I'm Maryam Ghadarzi, I'm the um, Senior uh, Manager of Metabolomics and Lipidomics at um, SciEx Global Strategic Marketing and I'm also very happy to be here discussing mentorship with
0: you. Perfect, thank you so much. Um, My first question to you both has to be who or what influenced you to become scientists?
1: I let Adapana go first. Okay. Um, For me, I think it was my like elementary school teachers and really like high school teachers. That's where I really began to love science. It was in fourth grade when I became curious about this whole world. Um, And then in high school is when I really dug deep into chemistry. Um, It was something that I excelled in and so my teacher really pushed me to do my best in excel and that's kind of how my path um, came about you know he encouraged me to take chemistry in undergrad so um, yeah that's really that's the start is like my elementary and high school teachers. Um,
2: for me, I uh, did okay in high school and. Um generally in all the sciences, uh, but um, what really got me interested in chemistry uh, in college was a superb teacher, uh, professor, Dr. John Schreifels at George Mason University, who know um, these classes, gen, gen Chem classes are like 100 kids, more than 100 kids in the class, um, and I used to, you know, wear a cap and hide under it and just like sit in the corner. And somehow he noticed me and he um, talked to me at that time. I uh, didn't speak English uh, that well, uh, but he kind of took notice and um, left his office door open for me whenever I had a question. He told me to go find him and just his uh, mannerism, his, uh, the fact that he had taken notice of me and he was trying to help me understand the concept um, really got me interested in what he was teaching which was chemistry and that really um, uh, that was the start for me.
0: And then moving forward to kind of like grad school kind of era who were your mentors as grad students and how did those interactions shape how you now mentor other people?
1: Um, I'll go. St- I'll go first. So in grad school, I, you, you know, the basic structure is that you have a PI, and they're your mentors. So that was definitely, you know, something that fit into my life, for example. But um, specifically for me, I had a lot of friends who were my mentors as well. They were going through similar things, and you know, they would give me advice. So. I would categorize these as like unofficial mentors, but there were a lot of senior scientists in our lab, senior grad students who provided mentorship, um, you know, either taught me how to run an instrument for the first time in my life or write a paper, or you know, determine how to calculate something. So all of these things, all of these types of people really provided mentorship along the way in grad school.
0: And did you have to approach those people? Or did those people kind of naturally find their way to you?
1: For me, it was a natural type of relationship. Um, It just kind of happened that way. But a lot of a lot of the times we do, you know, a lot in these mentorship programs, we say, you can approach people. Um, This was not something that I knew at the time. Um, I was very shy starting grad school. And it I wouldn't have done it that way, you know, knowing my younger self, but now I think I'm very more comfortable with who I am and how I am as a scientist. So yeah, I would definitely approach anyone who I think is like, oh, they've got some skills that I want to learn or uh, they can answer some questions. So yeah, it's, it's it was a different time for me, but um, definitely happened naturally.
0: I love that. And Mariam, how about you? Who were your mentors when you were grad when you were a grad student? Um, at that time, I
2: didn't really un- know the concept of mentorship. I wasn't aware that this even existed. That um, you could look to your peers, you could look outside your department. Look, at, you can you could look to um, other professors within your department um you could even reach out to students from all around the globe um and social media wasn't i i'm, I'm making myself uh, you know sound ancient but um social media wasn't that big yeah, back then so i wasn't even aware of the concept of mentorship at that time most of the help i got were from my professors i was taking classes with um and I kind of stuck with that first chemistry professor. Um, I I think in terms of mentorship, beyond his classes, he really did provide a lot of mentorship for me. Uh, but in terms of uh, peers, we all, you know, hang out together and talked about different courses we were uh, taking. It wasn't, again, I didn't realize it as mentorship, but I think we all shared experiences and we all brainstormed, you know, solutions out of, you know, difficult situations we were in. Um, and it really, through uh, the program I was in, it, it wasn't uh, made o- that obvious that mentorship was something that I needed to pursue uh, for uh, career development, you know, any sort of even personal development. Um, so I wasn't aware of mentorship back then. and now uh, that's why I'm so passionate about it because I think it provides um, early on when you're you know to students, to postdocs um, avenues that otherwise might be unknown to them.
0: Absolutely. So how did so it sounds like both of you kind of had your peer group as your mentors without really even kind of noticing. but how did you find that those interactions with your peers shaped your personal journeys in STEM from a mentoring point of view?
1: I mean, because you're all learning, you have you have a bit of shared experiences, but you know they're going through different challenges and it teaches you kind of what to do and what not to do. Um, so I think that's how it shaped my personal STEM journey. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of just sharing stories and, and kind of seeing what they're going through and, and, you know, taking some, some things in from that.
2: It's kind of learning off each other, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like observing and, um, observing others. Um. And and how they respond to certain situations, uh, with paths they pick when they're challenged. Um, and some of them teach you strength, um, some of them teach you stubbornness, <laughs> uh, some of them, you know, teach you a lot of what not to do, uh, which is also very valuable. Um but i think at that with peers it's you're mostly you know observing and hopefully um you can share some wisdom with them and they can do the same um when you are facing a, a challenge
0: i like what you said there about you know some of those mentors giving you a bit of strength because I myself am a strong believer that the STEM community doesn't just need, but it actually thrives of having those strong mentors in place and having people there that are able to, to support, you know, your friends or junior colleagues throughout their careers. Is incredible, and there are several, I think, standout moments that I can see where scientists or young people wanting to get into science could benefit from having mentors, from having you know better support in writing grants, authorising papers, um, to teaching students, to learning how to get your foot in the door in science. Um, but why do you think mentorship itself is so important in STEM?
2: I think it provides uh, a smoother journey and uh it kind of tells t- shows you that you're not alone. It kind of provides those first pieces of the puzzle. Maybe it gives you those corner pieces and then you know you can fill in the rest a little bit easier. Um having um that shared wisdom with somebody. Um or even a sounding board, which is so important no matter what stage of your career you're in. Um, that alone is uh, important. It it not only gives you comfort that you're not alone, it also, it opens up your, um, I guess, eyes to other possibilities out there. And those possibilities could be your way out of a challenge and out of a challenging situation that you might be facing or it could be a new door that you didn't even know
0: Mm, even existed yeah and how about you alpana how do you think mentorship is you know important in stem
1: well i think it's because you know these mentors have already walked the walk and and done so many things that Um, you hope to achieve or you hope to do as a mentee. So they kind of provide uh, a safety net, a safety blanket, you know, it's, it's a safe space, you can really talk about things um, about, you know, what you might not be so comfortable asking just any mentor or boss, or, you know, there's different relationships. Um, So I, I feel like it's that experience that you can lean on and say like oh well did you go through this when you wrote that paper or how was your experience in these types of situations so there's such a broad range of things that you could really learn from their experiences and kind of apply it to yourself Um, yeah I think that's kind of like the most important thing about mentorship
2: it validates you a little bit too it validates your challenges it validates um, maybe the way you're thinking about a situation or thinking about a solution, um, and, and that says that that helps a lot, um, especially as a you know student, early career. You need that validation, that oh, or you know an extra push that um, uh, that everybody needs, everybody, especially early careers and students.
1: Yeah, science is so hard. It can be, you know, depending on what field you're in. So having an ally or having someone to kind of like cheer you on is so important and just kind of say like, yeah, you are doing things right. Or like, have you considered this, right? So just, it's all about asking questions. So it that continues in that mentorship relationship. is about exchanging ideas, asking questions and, and learning.
0: It's like having someone in your corner, I guess, just there cheering you on. Yeah, and I I do want
2: to point out with our promise that asking questions, that's the key. It's very important. It's, um, you know, a lot of it is on the mentors, but some of it is on the mentees. Asking questions, our said it perfectly, is really key to getting answers and the right answers.
0: And have you ever uh, been asked by anyone else to mentor them?
1: Um, Yes and no. Well, yes, definitely. So um, I'm the chair of Womix, which is Women in Metabolomics. Miriam's also a committee member. And we've been running a a mentorship program for two years now. So through that, officially, I have been asked to be a mentor um, in my job or... Uh, in my academic career, I've served as a mentor for many grad students and high school students and undergrads. So they didn't officially ask me, but it was kind of you know the situation where they needed a mentor to kind of uh, provide them a path um, on their journey. Um, more recently, a colleague of mine. I was talking to her about like uh time management and she asked me, can you mentor me? And it was, that was like the most official, uh, you know, situation where someone asked me and that was just back in June. So yeah, it's, it's very different shades of like that situation where it's kind of an ask, but not really, you know, so. Not yeah. as black and white as yeah. what it might seem. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're just kind of in a program and you are matched with someone because there's some similarities and overlap. So that's kind of a lot of the situations I've been in or because I have that tendency to teach and and things like that. So I get, you know, selected as the mentor for a new incoming undergrad that's coming into our lab or some situation like that.
2: Yeah, I think LinkedIn now is providing a good way for people to connect um, with mentors and also ask maybe their peers, their colleagues for, um, help or mentorship. And I've gotten a few asks through LinkedIn. Um, and as Arpana said, um, as part of, uh, well mix women in mix, we do have a mentorship program that we both participate in and, and, and mentor, um, so, which is very rewarding because it, um, it makes me very proud of this this newer generation coming through because they're more vocal. They realize the importance of mentorship uh, and having connections and having a good network, uh, a supportive network. Things that didn't occur to me when I was a student. I just thought you take a class, you have a professor, that professor would be your you know resource and reference, and you take another course and you move on. I never um, realized, you know, you you build a network, you build a network, you know, a support network, and uh, that's something I'm seeing in in the new uh, newer generation of uh, grad students and, and postdocs, which is awesome.
0: You mentioned LinkedIn, and I think that's actually a really valuable tool and you've said that some people have already approached you for mentorship on LinkedIn. If there was someone listening to this podcast that had seen several people on online already that they're thinking this person would make a great mentor to me, what would your advice be to them on how to reach out successfully to ask for mentorship? In those situations, what have you found were the best messages that you've received from people on LinkedIn as a platform to ask for mentorship?
2: Concise and direct. Uh, You don't need to give me your whole resume, right? Um, Most people have just a limited amount of time that they read messages um, or check these um, social media sources. So um, I think as long as you're to the point, one ask, But a clear ask, Um, you'll get the help. Um, I've done it myself. Actually, I recently reached out to somebody on LinkedIn that I struggle with. You know, public speaking. I I get nervous. I uh, need a little bit of help in that department. And because it was a specific ask, I'm sure this person is also very busy. But um, she was able to, you know, connect, you know, let me connect with her and provide um, resources. So I I think it's doable. Obviously, there are a lot of good mentors willing to share their time and their expertise. Um, You just have to be clear, honest with yourself and, and clear in the message that you're sending to the mentor to get the right help.
0: Perfect. And a question to both of you, actually, What would you say is your proudest moment as a mentor?
1: Oh, I've been thinking about this. Um, it was when I saw myself in my mentee as I was giving her um some advice on how to be you know confident and don't be scared about knocking on, you know, um, the door of a senior scientist or whatnot um and just approach them as if you know you would anything else so when i started talking about that because we share similar backgrounds um we were you, you know we we're both uh south asian um and so we have shared um behaviors or you know cultural identities and things like that so i understood where she was coming from and why she felt so shy to do those things um so because it was something i experienced when i was her age you know i i felt so shy to knock on the door of a professor right because i had a question and so it was the same situation so when i told her like no You can do that. You can knock on their door to ask a question. That's what they're there for. I was like, "Wow, this is like, this was me like several years ago." So that was my proudest moment. I I I remind her all the time. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We have a great relationship. So it's it's you know, things like that are really make me happy about mentorship and mentoring. Super
0: rewarding. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um.
2: For me, it was uh, preparing a mentee for a job interview and um, some of the tough questions that you might be asked and some of the um, questions that traditionally we were told not to ask during a job interview. And I said, what do you have to lose? Um, and so she did and she got the job and I was like so proud of her for, um, first of all, knowing that she had to prepare for this interview, she was really well prepared. Um, and yeah, having the courage to, um, answer the questions honestly, you know, without thinking, oh, if I say this and that, they're going to pass over it and, and not give me a job. Um, So for having the courage to um, answer those questions, honestly, and also um, ask the employer, you know, uh, the interviewer for um, specific career development, specific questions. And that is very important. Um, I think a lot of us tend to not ask those questions, like, where would I be five years from now if I hit all of my performance goals? What paths exist at your company or at your institution? Um, Those are hard, yeah, important, but also hard to ask during your interview. Um, And traditionally, we're told to not ask, you know, about compensation or salary, or, you know, career path or career development is just like get the job get your foot in the door and then you can you know talk about no you talk about them upfront, you negotiate them up front so when you're starting you just focus on your job
0: mm-hmm. and you know where you're going and you know what it could look like with this company because it's equally I feel as though when you are in that situation It's scoping out if this is going to be a good fit for you because they might come back and say, actually, the salary is this and the job scope is this. This would be your progression. And you can equally turn around at that point and say, thank you, but this isn't quite the opportunity for me. And it's having the confidence, I think, to portray that and, you know, have a mentor that enables you to. Yeah, especially as a first time job seeker,
2: it's
0: really intimidating. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. That links very, very nicely because I'd seen that a recent study had suggested that while 71% of today's jobs require STEM skills, only 15% of girls and about 44% of boys were planning to pursue a career in STEM, which was shocking to me. But the power of one mentor can be that change, because more than 75% of girls who have a mentor feel that they would be successful in pursuing a STEM career, which just shows how powerful mentoring can be. What advice would you give new mentees, particularly those that don't know where to start?
1: Yeah, so I think what I've learned in the past, what works with mentees and what doesn't work with mentees is that they have to remember that it's a two-way street. It's a relationship that you're building. So the biggest aspect of any relationship is trust. So up front, you know, um, a mentor and a mentee should have that trust as they build it. Of course, it doesn't start right 100% right at the beginning, but, you know, it's it's coming prepared to meetings and, you know, maybe having some questions, things like that, knowing that, a mentor also benefits from that relationship. It's not just the mentor is giving, 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 you know, it's a two-way street. I think that's really important to remember because at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all, you know, we all have good days and bad days. And so we're, we're learning both ways. Um, sure, like as a mentor, you provide a little bit more because um, that's what's expected, but I also learn equally from my mentees, and have throughout the years, so um, yeah, I'm I'm fortunate, you know, I'm lucky to have all the mentees that I've had, because it's been a really good experience learning from them, and seeing what works, but yeah, just being cognizant of that, I think is important.
2: Yeah, and just uh, to build on what Dharpana said, you know, having um an action plan, you know, maybe pros and cons. You know, why do you need this uh mentor? Why do you need mentorship in this particular area? Um and um after um something that my uh new boss tells me chicken adjust always chicken adjust which I don't like to hear but it's uh it, it applies to mentorship too. As you move forward, you want to take a step back from time to time, reevaluate what you're getting out of the the relationship, um, what you're putting in and what you're taking um, from the relationship and from the mentorship. Um, And if you have a good mentor, if you need more help or help in area that that mentor is not um really suited to provide uh advice, hopefully it'll help you find the right mentor and and then that kind of uh propagates and your network of mentors and alloys and sponsors get bigger but you you have to take charge you have to be um uh, more vocal uh, about what you need, very, very clear, again, put an action plan together, put, uh, a, you know, very uh, at first, just few items, very few items on the list and see if you can get to them with the current mentors that you have and build upon that as you move forward. And if you have to um, scrap all that and start new, no worries, you know, there's always plenty of other mentors. And again, if you have a good mentor, she she or he will put you in touch with other folks that could help.
1: Yeah, I think something that comes to mind is thinking about your LinkedIn story. Um, It's like you you can also have a very short period of a mentorship, right? It doesn't need to be this long. thing where it's like you know years or months on end it could be very simple and short like i need to learn how to speak in a professional setting or you know a public speaking what are some tips right even sharing that much of, of, of information from someone who's experienced in those things is a great help and benefit and kind of gives you that confidence like oh i can do this and now i know kind of how this person does it so Um, It could be a couple meetings too. It could be, you know, a year long thing or depending, you know, who the role is, Um, could be a couple of years. So really, there's all shades of mentorship.
0: And given the breadth of mentoring skills, what characteristics do you think that all good mentors show? And are there any specific traits that mentees should be considering to look for when they're choosing a mentor?
1: I think the first thing that comes to mind is having both empathy and sympathy, because obviously in STEM, you know, if if it's someone that comes to me, we might have shared experiences or like I see where they're trying to go um, and I can help them. But we all have different experiences. So both of those things um, are very important to have as a mentor. Um, What was the second part of the question?
0: So what should mentees be considering when they're choosing a mentor and you know what kind of characteristics should they be looking for from mentors
1: um I think someone that they kind of uh as the young kids say vibe with you know it's just someone that you get along with right someone that you can have a, a casual but good conversation um uh I think that's kind of like the most important you just know when when it, it matches, right, in terms of personality, right? right, exactly, it clicks, and so that's who you're going to feel the most comfortable to ask these hard questions, right, or or sometimes not so comfortable questions, or or whatever it is that you want to ask, um, I think that's probably the most important, and you'll get a feeling of that, you, you know, a couple meetings in, and, and see how their style is with you. Some mentors are very up- up you know up front about how they mentor their styling mentoring um and some aren't and you kind of have to take some time to learn how they are
2: yeah that's uh, great advice as Arpana said it's um if you see yourself in them and they see themselves in you then you know that probably will be a successful relationship because you both connect. Um, And I think another piece to that is availability of the mentor. Um, There are a lot of great mentors, but their bandwidth, you know, may not accommodate uh, regular mentoring for you. Um, Even though there are great mentors, you may have to look for additional mentors because you're not going to get the time with that particular mentor, so availability, accessibility um, to your mentor is also important. Um, and again, you know, it, as the prana said, it doesn't have to be for a long period of time. It doesn't; it's not forever. Uh, you know, you can you can always uh, reevaluate, find new mentors, um, redefine your you know action plan, and um, move on. You know, it, it's okay to move on. It's okay to say, "Well, I tried this mentor. I got some good information, but I think um I I need more help. I I need more regular help, and that's okay."
0: I like that kind of redefining your mentorship journey. What advice would you give to people who are being mentored? So they are the mentee, and they are. They kind of feel as though they've plateaued in this relationship with their mentor. How would you advise that that relationship, you know, is either brought to an end or you progress with that relationship? What advice would you give to someone that's in that situation?
2: I think they can always remain your contact within your network, a colleague, you know, Um, and uh, again, there, there's all they're always going to be in your circle unless you for whatever reason, want to cut that relationship for good. Um, but otherwise, you know, having uh, a network, that's, that's thats I think what's most important, having a network. Nothing's forever, no relationships forever, but having them um, in your network there, you never know five years from now, you might have a specific ask or question that only that person could provide. Uh, answers for or that person could connect you to the right right person or you know the right company or you never know so build that network um always look for additional help you know always be on the lookout um the you you need to watch out for your own you know best interests and um career development goals even in a job even you know wherever you take a job you need to build a network of people that support you and um provide advice on you know how to move forward with your career and if it's not working out then it's the same network of people that are going to help you get your next opportunity so yeah build your network
0: I love that um and then looking back throughout both of your incredible careers Is there a particular moment, uh, either as a mentee or a mentor, that stands out to you as, you know, this is why I do this?
1: Um, I think for me, it's been more recent. So one of my mentees, he's in Colombia, and um, he doesn't have a lot of same resources, you know, in terms of even like. Keeping his samples very cold. Like, that's not a thing for him. So, he has to think about how to do metabolomics on samples that might be at room temperature because, you know, there wasn't dry ice available or there isn't an instrument available because of, you know, funding reasons. So, I think working with him has really given me the opportunity to see that, like, not everybody has the same resources and, you know, they start out at different stages in their life or, you know, given circumstances. So it's given me, um, a moment to kind of reflect and be very, um, like appreciative of what I've had or what I've, you know, experienced in my life. And so it makes me really happy that I can give back to him and, and provide him solutions to his questions and help him and support him as best as I can, even though it is virtual, right? Like our relationship has, has started virtually in this, in this um, post Zoom era. And um, yeah, it's, it's makes me happy that I can do that because before this, I don't think I would have ever met him or or even been able to help them, right? So um, I think that's been a pretty proud moment.
0: And I think that's a really nice tie back to when you said your mentee and your mentor equally get something out of this relationship. It's not just the mentor giving, you do actually feel that sense of pride and it's just really lovely to see. What about you, Mariam? Um, I think again, the.
2: most recent, you know, proudest moment I've had is when uh, my mentee landed a job. And I uh, was proud because um, she was able to get over her fears of asking certain questions and even negotiating the contract um, or having a, you know, Legal advisor or lawyer review the contract. though, um, so, you know I, I I was really proud because again as a first time job seeker straight out of grad school, um, those are some really tough and intimidating tasks. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, I didn't have um, those kind of help and advice when I first I took my first job. So. Um, and I'm not sure if somebody had told me to, uh, you know, be more vocal, straightforward, you know, straight shooter, you know, right off the bat. And I don't, I don't think I would have had the, uh, I would have been strong enough to actually do it. So I'm really proud that uh, she did it.
0: The power of mentorship. <laughs> So sadly, we're coming to the end of the podcast, but to round things off, I'm actually going to invite you to play a little bit of a game where I start the sentence and then you guys have to finish it. So the first sentence I have is, I love science because, Apana, would you like to finish that sentence?
1: That's a, that's a good one. I love science because I get to be creative and think outside the box. It's one of my favorite things. So that's Wonderful. why I love it. <laughs> and Mariam? For
2: all the unknowns that we still yet are yet to discover,
0: yes, um my second one for you both is science is
1: Science is oh, that's a good one. It's wide open, <laughs> um, uh, science is complex, but it's also very rewarding because you're seeking the truth, and once you kind of get in that area of you know figuring things out oh it's so rewarding okay you figured out what that unknown is right that Miriam just said um that that that's such a sweet reward I'm
2: gonna say you're probably gonna cut this part out science is not religion (laughs) it's a great
0: yeah that's a point
2: so that's uh, I think yeah science is um It's not a religion, that's all I say.
0: Valid point. And my last one is, the future of science should be?
1: Um, Open, right? We have to exchange ideas and keep open communication. Otherwise, um, you really come at a dead end. Um, Exchanging and keeping open communications is so important in science
0: is with that politics and ego i love it and then finally actually i have to ask if each of you got the opportunity um again to speak with someone directly like grace perhaps they're listening to this podcast what message would you give them whether that's mentorship or beyond
1: um go for it if there's someone that sparks an interest and you say hey I really like what they did or how they did just you know send them a message and say hey my name is so and so I really liked what you did can can we talk can we connect yeah exactly it's it's so much easier these days to connect with so many people from around the world so why not do it um the world is actually quite a small place and you'll learn so many things, so.
0: Fantastic. And Mariam, if you had the opportunity to speak with directly someone like Grace, what would you say to them? I think uh,
2: be clear. as uh, to what you want out of a mentoring uh, relationship and out of a mentorship program. Um, Be honest with yourself and be clear with your goals and go for it, like Arpana
0: said. Perfect. Well, thank you so, so much for taking the time to speak with me and joining the conversation that's really changing the future of science. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thank Thank you you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you.
0: Thanks again for listening to this episode, and remember that it's episode 3 of 4, so if you've enjoyed this one, I'm pretty certain you're going to love the others in this mini-series. So I've left a link for you to listen to the other episodes down below, and I hope I'll see you over there.